Warning, Weirdish covers content regarding conspiracies, controversial topics, subjects that may trigger post-traumatic stress, and content some may consider offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Alright, welcome to Weirdish, where we talk about Weirdish. We're your hosts, Marvin, Andriana, and Brian, and tonight's episode, Da Vinci's Disappearance. Dun, dun, dun. Where did he go? Or did he leave at all? Nah, he just got tired of everybody. He just got Changed tired his identity. <laughs> yep, and just left. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm out. I got one more. <laughs> or was he on the run from the cops? Were there cops back then? I'm pretty sure they had cops. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they've had some kind of you know, policing. The night. Uh, something. Night. Something. Men of the night. <laughs> Yo, for an uneducated white American, like, how old, like, okay, to be honest, I'm smart on some subjects, but, like, let's be real here. I didn't give a shit in school, so Da Vinci, what years was he around? I don't even know. Some people might want to know. Okay. Educate me. Leonardo Da Vinci was born on April 15th. 1452 and he lived about um, up until his 60s so that was a few years ago cool yeah totally a few years ago in your past life so 1452 so we're talking about like uh, you know maybe frodo and sam were on their way to mordor by then (laughs) (laughs) this guy probably i'm not that familiar with that universe but like yeah. All jokes aside, it was a while ago. So was that Lord um, of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, it was Lord, Lord of the of Rings. Lord of the yes. Rings. Yes, yes, I haven't yes. watched that since I was a kid. Yay! Probably a good thing. They're long and boring. Probably uh, gonna get kicked out of this uh, podcast for this, but uh, yeah, I don't think I ever seen any of those movies. How right, dare you blasphemy? Yo, yo, okay. <laughs> any if there is anyone out there that is like shaming anyone for not watching Lord of the Rings, they are long movies, literally. The first movie is like, oh, you have to deliver this to this place to destroy this ring. Here's a lot of traveling. And you know what? Arguably, in my opinion, the first movie is the best. The second and third movie is just a bunch of walking. And then they drop the ring and something and destroy it. Like, I ruined it. Spoilers. Great summary. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Marv, you're not missing out, bro. (laughs) Word. It's an interesting universe, though, to experience. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you're into that medieval type stuff. Uh, da Vinci. Da Vinci. All right. So tonight we're talking about Leonardo da Vinci, obviously. We're talking yeah. about his disappearance. Yes. His disappearance. Hmm. As the audience probably knows already, I don't know anything about this. So he disappeared just randomly. Yeah. Da Vinci is someone that was well documented even through his childhood he freaking made a shield i'm just gonna call it a shield because it looks like a shield and it was the depiction of medusa's head on it so even as a kid this dude was like amazing and he was That's always badass. drawing yeah he was always drawing uh he got parchment paper from his dad who didn't claim him because he was an illegitimate child and back then it was like blasphemous to have a child out of wedlock but um by the way, that's how he got his name, because his name, Da Vinci, that just means Leonardo from Vinci, because that's the city he grew up in. Because since his dad didn't claim him, he had to get the name mm. of where he grew up huh. or where he was born. So he grew up in Vinci? Yeah, Vinci. Vinci, Italy. Oh. Yay. So his name literally translates to Leonardo from, from Vinci. Vinci. Yeah. 
And if any kid around that time was born without the ability to take their father's name, it would be something like that. Hey, I mean, I'd rather it be Vinci than Brian Da Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Da Florida. Right? Yo, that's... Marv De Kissimmee? No, see, that doesn't work. That doesn't sound actually well sounds kind of cool. No, that actually, no, that yeah, that sounds yeah. more look, exotic look, listen, than Darlando. <laughs> Listen to you, okay? The only reason it sounds a lot exotic is because there's a lot of damn letters in Kissimmee, okay? That's the only reason. It sounds cool. Brian, Dakisimi. Like, fuck, <laughs> man. Throw an accent on there. You're you're set. Like, yeah. Kissimi. Kissimi. Arrivederci. No, no. <laughs> you know? Do I got to do the wrist thing, too? Like, I'm no. Italian? Kissimi. <laughs> oh, you guys are so Sorry dangerous. if that offends anybody, but... We have a disclaimer. Right. Oh, God. Let's stay on track. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. so, um, <laughs> I am <the> so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so Da Vinci, he was drawing sketches that were lifelike to the point where like, he was sketching animals in nature as a kid. And you know, people would say that it looked like the animal was literally going to jump out of the page because it's so realistic. So he was always like just gifted, like extremely gifted. Uh, he started practicing mirror writing. So he was writing in code so nobody could like, you know, try to lean over and see what the hell he was writing. And that translated into his art. So it was speculated that like in order to fully understand his artwork, you would have to mirror it to wherever he would have like a weird hand placement because that would be the place where you would put the mirrored image and that's how you get the full picture of the painting, right? Or the full idea of what he was trying to translate. And the interesting thing is a number of paintings, once you do that, you start seeing like a gray alien in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. What the heck? It's interesting because everyone was like, why do we keep seeing these gray aliens when we do this with his paintings? But uh, yeah, back to his disappearance, though. I have to bring up his childhood because it, it ties in with this. I just want to take a shot in the dark because, like I said, don't know anything about this. But you mentioned aliens in paintings. Yeah. And he comes back later in his life. Yeah. He was only missing for two years. Do you think he was abducted and brought somewhere? Okay. That's one of the theories. Like... It's too perfect. It's too perfect, right? yeah. That's what makes the most logical sense. And the thing is, what makes it really odd is that he disappears for two years. He disappeared when he was 24. He reappears when he's 26. This is between the years of 1476 to 1478. And he's totally off the records for that time period. And, you know, there's the idea that back then people were just trash at record keeping in general or maybe something got lost mm -hmm. so there is that possibility but like there's also this weird thing about it where when he reappeared on the record obviously uh, like court records and public information whatever because he did a lot of contract work for like the medicis and like churches and stuff like that he was contracted and all of that was like dated right so after he returned quote-unquote return because we don't know if he actually disappeared mm -hmm. he started wilding out with his like invention ideas all of a sudden he was like deep into like crazy inventions like helicopters and robots so this is like this is 15th century and he's thinking about things that are literally like in the past like two centuries yes coming yeah. to light yeah stuff that Jeez. we recently started you know inventing a lot of these he didn't make himself but he had like all the sketches all the information that he needed to create them and some of them were later on created like the war tanks for example with machine guns on them huh so like since he disappeared for a couple years and it's speculated that he could have possibly gotten abducted 
and he's he has all these inventions now but i think the alien who abducted him you know and and probed him with information probed him. <laughs> wrong wrong mm-hmm. like sensory bruh you're a little early yeah he was way early um with most of his inventions but it's crazy because he actually was able to create a robot like a fully functioning robot back really? then. what yeah so da vinci da vinci and if i'm i hope i don't sound ignorant but this is Da Vinci who painted the Mona Lisa, right? The Mona Lisa Da Vinci, yes. Okay, so this and is the, the Da Vinci that has most likely eaten a lot of pasta in his lifetime, Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Well, I don't know his Okay, diet. I'm just making sure. Cause... <laughs> I apologize for oh. the stereotypical stuff. It's weirdish. Jeez. See, I'm on I didn't something know. tonight, you know? Yeah, I didn't know nothing about him building no robot back then now. Same here. Mm-mm. This is the thing. Da Vinci robot. is more famous for his paintings rather than his inventions. But the crazy part is... The stuff that he was sketching are things we still currently use and things we're still learning about like freaking AI and robots like come on like submarines even like he even made one of the first diving suits where it comes with the air compressor the O2 mask whatever you want to call it but I just know it's an air compressor that allows you to breathe while you're underwater yeah so he even proposed that and he made all the sketches everything and it worked perfectly that's cool yeah, so, like, this guy was way ahead of his time. So, just a fun thought that popped into my head. We can speculate that he was abducted, or maybe he's a time traveler, which I totally want to believe in. Okay, let's go down this rabbit hole. Or maybe he was abducted let's go. by a time traveler. Like, there's so oh, many yeah? fun options. Where Brian, I am so with you there, but I'm going to throw such a curveball at this. What if, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. What if? What if, you know, he didn't really get abducted. He never left Earth. He was still here on Earth, but he was in hollow Earth. And the aliens yes. were teaching him yes. about how to breathe in the water because they live technically under the water, you know? Okay. So what if? What if that's a- let's go down this rabbit hole. All right. Let's, let's go. Check this out, right? All right. So... Remember I was talking about his childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so check this out. At some point in his early life, uh, Leonardo da Vinci had a really scary experience, right? And he wrote about it in his journal. This is actually the first personal journal entry that he ever wrote. So it was significant enough for him to write down something personal because usually he's writing down his observations his experiments that he's doing his inventions and you know thoughts that he had he was also a great musician so that's another thing you would find along with like other sketches like sacred geometry and stuff like that but he wasn't someone to really write his personal life but check this out he wrote this thing that happened to him i don't know how old he was during it but it is speculated that it ties in with his disappearance that he had for two years right so in this journal entry he writes that He was like going around hiking near Florence and he saw this dark cave and he was wondering if he should enter this cave. And he was like, he had this mixture of fear and desire, like fear of like not knowing what's in there because it's dark, but desire to like go in and see what he can find. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he wrote down, he wrote this down. I'm going to read it word for word. (laughs) He wrote, having wandered some distance among gloomy rocks i came to the mouth of a great cavern in front of which i stood sometime astonished bending back and forth i tried to see whether i could discover anything else but the darkness within prevented that 
Suddenly, there arose in me two contrary emotions, fear and desire. Fear of the threatening dark cave, desire to see whether there were any marvelous thing within it. And then, like, later on, he continues that when he went in there, he found a fossil of a whale, which is really odd. That is really weird. Yeah, it's really weird that he found that. It was like, um, it was like several bones of these whales, but he wrote down, Almighty and once living instrument of nature, your vast strength was to a no avail. Okay, weird. And then he wrote, You lashed with swift branching fins and forked tail, creating the sea sudden tempest that buffeted and submerged ships. O time, swift despoiler of all things, how many kings, how many nations has thou undone, and how many changes of states and of circumstances have happened since this wondrous fish perished? So he's wondering about, like, how many, you know. How long has it been there? Yes, yeah, for how long? But while he's, like, staring in this cave, he starts to have visions. This is the scary part, and this is, like, what haunts him for his entire life and this changes a lot of his art and a lot of the things that he was um, painting really a lot of things that he was writing all got influenced from this one thing that happened to him right so he started to witness an apocalypse on earth in general not just within that era but like the destruction of earth as we know it right Mm -hmm. he wrote the rivers will be deprived of their waters the earth will no longer put forth her greenery The fields will no longer be decked with waving corn. All the animals, finding no fresh grass for pasture, will die. In this way, the fertile and fruitful earth will be forced to end with the element of fire, and then its surface will be left burnt up to a cinder, and this will be the end of all earthly nature. Damn. Yeah. So he's seeing the destruction of earth basically the book of revelations essentially is happening i guess it kind of ties in especially since you know he's in you know italy and that's where the vatican is like yeah i can see that influencing his vision but it's crazy that he's seeing this while he's looking in this cave and he was like looking at the cave walls and looking at the ground and seeing all these fossils on the floor and then he got struck with this vision but this is a part that's interesting to me and i think it ties into hollow earth right Let's say that this cave experience that he had ties in with his disappearance for two years, right? I was doing some research, right? Checking all the entrances of Hollow Earth or Agartha, which it's called. And there is one in Italy. Really? Yeah. Is is it around Vinci? The city? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah! I should have checked that far. You know, um, with the uh, poetry and like, you know, he was speaking in poetry. Very artistic person, musical and visually inclined so it's not surprising that his linguistics are to that standard of poetry i'm just thinking about how brutal he would be as like a death metal vocalist nowadays (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) to be honest i mean like i feel like he was in the wrong era he really was like creating Uh dive suits in 14 something and submarines and helicopters and machine guns and tanks like this dude was way ahead of his time i i checked it i checked it i I checked it so this entrance is actually on an island right outside of naples but the thing is he never said where he entered this cave from so is it possible he was on this island i don't know that's all that's all the information we have 
Is it possible it was this particular mountain with a cave on it? Mm, maybe not, maybe, but I just like you the know, possibility of an entrance to it being near it, you know. It's very shocking to me that we haven't come across any sort of uh, documented, you know, signs that people have gone searching for this cave and found, you know, these these fossils that he was describing of like the whales or maybe even like a dolphin or a Leopleurodon, something, something large that was oceanic in nature. This is centuries ago. So how do we not know that people have come across it? It just baffles me because Leonardo da Vinci, even though I, I knew he was an artist, but I don't know all the different things he had done in his life. So that's like a household name. You learned that when you're very young. How come people have not spent more time looking into this time frame where he seemingly disappeared, came back with all these crazy ideas, read the, you know, all the passages he wrote about where he was around this time. You know, I look at it at the standpoint of like treasure hunting, you know, you're trying to find answers, you're hunting for the truth. So it baffles me that no one's really found this cave with these fossils and because the fossil alone being of like oceanic nature is just cool. That's amazing. I'd love to find a cave high up, just away from the ocean, maybe not even high up, doesn't matter, where that fossil just doesn't make sense. To be there, right. Yeah. It's probably from like the Great Flood or something, you know, when Earth was on the water. That's what popped in, yeah, that's what popped into mm -hmm. my head as well. Because even then, even if it's not related to Da Vinci, that raises questions of how did this big ass fish get here? Great flood. Do dragons exist? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dragons. No, you brought up sorry. dragons. I love dragons. I'm sorry, but no. All, all all jokes aside, like it, it does raise a lot of good questions. It does, and there's still a lot more that we need to dive into about this. You know, it, it's crazy because Da Vinci isn't known for his visions, right? Like, no one thinks of Da Vinci. Actually, no one, yeah, no one thinks of Da Vinci and, and think, oh, this dude was, like, prophesizing something. And it's kind of only fair at the same time because he was living at a time where you could be tried or sentenced to death if you you'd say or do anything that goes against the church. It looks like it's upside down and mirrored. It really does. This is the thing, though, and this is why I was bringing up the, the church and everything, right? He couldn't directly say what he was thinking um, and what what he's been seeing and stuff like that because, like I said, he would be tried by the church. Like, yeah, yeah, because people were stupid back then. We know. Yeah, and he was already seen as a heretic, <laughs> so that's another right. thing. Like, he wasn't of someone that fit in with society at all for a number of reasons, but this was just one of them. It doesn't help that he was following like the teachings of like Plato either. Yeah. So right now we're looking at one of Leonardo da Vinci's apocalyptic scenes. You could probably Google it. If anything, we can probably post it so you guys can see it. But according to Leonardo da Vinci's vision that he saw when he went to this cave, he said that this apocalypse would start with rain and then end with fire. When you see what he drew, this kind of looks like... Volcanoes. Right, I guess you could say volcanoes, but to me it looks like an aerial fight. Back then, they didn't have any aerial planes or anything like that. I mean, he he made like his own version of like a helicopter and stuff like that, but 
other countries didn't have this like he's portraying like this war and i find it interesting because i'm just going to tie it back into what marvin was talking about hollow earth right Mm -hmm. and we can tie in the whole time travel aspect to it as well what if when he went into this cave and this is another thing that i wish i mentioned in the last episode but when you think of hollow earth people think that you're literally within earth when really it's more like you're entering a portal into another like realm or plane of existence it's not literally you're inside earth and you're going to the core and all of that so that's one of the theories right and i mentioned admiral bird who is famous for flying over the south pole and being brought into hollow earth to meet with the beings that live there right through this Mm -hmm. huge hole there right he was seeing mammoths (laughs) we all know mammoths have been extinct for like yeah at least like two years just just two huh just two. <laughs> just two. Dose. Just two. <laughs> Obviously, we're joking, but um, check it out. There seems to be this thing where um, when you're around any of the suspected entrances of Hollow Earth where time isn't really a thing. So what if he made his way into this cave and it brought him to some other timeline? And that's why he was missing for two years. And that's why he was witnessing all these helicopters and things in the sky. And that's why one of his apocalyptic sketches looks like an air war or something. Maybe he was seeing World War II or World War One or something like that, you know? You know, what's really fun is, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking about Hollow Earth, you know, you may pass through some sort of portal. We don't know, obviously. What if they're in another dimension that is not exactly linear with what we are yeah you know they're in you know an upper dimension time is just non-existent (laughs) it's not a thing you can see what's going on and you know we can get into interdimensional theories and stuff but that's you know for a ding dong like me that did not go to college you don't want to listen to me talk about it to be honest but um it's a fun concept because if you think about There's all these different entrances of Hollow Earth, as we explained in our last episode. And we find all these strange fossils or different pieces of evidence around these entrances. It starts to make you think, well, if time is just a human construct, we're going into another dimension. What beings are we dealing with? What entities are in there? What, like, species, animals? All these different things. So... I mean, I guess you could say traveling to Hollow Earth is essentially, I guess, time travel. If it is another dimension, um, there's a lot of different things here to think about. So if he is essentially entering another dimension, we're going into Hollow Earth. And like I said, like we said before, this is a rabbit hole. This is just everywhere. Um, It's really out there stuff, you know. So who's to say that he didn't get all these from looking into the future trying to protect people from or like show at least like hey this is what is going to be happening so very intriguing yeah i mean you know i just find it interesting because like i said after he came back he started doing these really fascinating inventions his art got better he started even sketching some odd looking beings which Uh, sorry to interrupt we also did an episode on psychedelics and how they can bring you to see other dimensions and essentially other beings. What are your thoughts on like him possibly like coming across some sort of natural psychedelic? 
Got hungry and started eating some funny mushrooms. Yeah, that were in the cave. I don't know. I, I mean, something. I feel like it's possible. I feel like it's possible. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he didn't really follow society. He was an outcast and he didn't write a lot of personal stuff. Mm -hmm. So even if he tried it, I don't think he would write about it. But it is possible yeah. um, that he did find something in the cave and started tripping out as well <laughs> i mean why else would he, would he have these visions randomly right yeah um but i just find it interesting though because you know in our psychedelic episode we did describe psychedelics as mind expanding yeah so maybe that also is a possibility where you know this guy was already brilliant i mean he's one of the greatest geniuses to ever live and that's not coming from me that's literally the title that he has um and also the title of a universal genius because this guy was literally extremely talented in so many different areas where people always say oh you're either an artist or like a freaking scientist or engineer right like you split yeah there's no split for him this dude was an excellent musician he was an excellent inventor he was an excellent engineer he was across the board brilliant in everything he did and he was one of the first to study the anatomy of the human body he was buying dead bodies and doing autopsies or um, dissections right under the nose of the Vatican. Great guy. Yeah, he did it in the frigging vaults of the Vatican. Think of all the disease back then. <laughs> yeah, bro. They didn't care about that shit. He was living in the time of the Black Plague, so that's another icing on the cake, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he was probably finding mad bodies for very cheap back then. Leonardo da Vinci? More like Leonardo da Badass? Fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wonder if the aliens gave him some shit, you know, like some kind of vitamin. Be like, look, y'all got some nasty ass virus going around. Here you go. Take two of these. You'll be all right. <laughs> Maybe they're like, hey, you know, we broadcast a reality TV series on our other planet based on Earth. We need a hero this season. This is going to be you. Let's give you this vaccine. You will come up with them. You'll also come up with many inventions. People will think of you as psychotic. Don't listen to them. Keep it up. And, you know, maybe he's just the star of a reality show on another alien planet. Hey. Or maybe he was a multi-dimensional being himself. That too. Well, yeah. Because he's a fucking badass. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're mentioning these multi-dimensional things and whatever. And I have been repeating over and over again. This guy came back with the most interesting outlook on everything. He came back more curious than ever. And that's because he was born curious one of the many things that he started to do aside from like having the mirror image alien thing going on was he was sketching the weirdest looking human beings and this is a guy that's known for his realistic depictions of people like he has still up to this day up to any standard he still has realistic paintings like the mona lisa for example yeah. like you look at that that's like that's a person but you look at this and these caricatures that he was sketching and you're like okay so he's known for realistic stuff did he encounter beings that looked like i don't know what we call these uh goblins right so just to take us you know a little this is going to bring us a little bit away from da vinci but once again i don't know how true this is you know can't believe everything you read on the internet but with these uh bizarre caricatures that da vinci you know sketched out it looks almost like and I, I'm not trying to be funny here. It looks like it could be like something straight out of Shrek. It does, yeah. Like in, like ogre-ish type of mm -hmm. uh, goblin-like, uh, you know, being. Yeah. And so um, 
you look at all these and they look ghoulish, uh, something straight out of what we would think of like a, a fictional story. Yeah, with elongated heads. They don't have normal heads. Elongated heads are like really pronounced like chins or like the really pointed noses. Just kind of creepy looking. There was supposedly, I don't know the year, there's a story about these two children that were found in a forest with the green, green children. skin. Yeah. The green children, yeah. And they would only eat, yeah, in the UK, they'd only eat, what was it, beans? Lima mm-hmm. beans or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and they said they were from Hollow Earth. Okay, uh, so they did say they were from Hollow yeah, Earth. Yeah, they, they came from Hollow Earth. They said they lived they spoke inside. A, they spoke a language no one could tell. The boy died, um, unfortunately, and the girl eventually kind of lost her memory, her green skin, and became mm-hmm. a normal functioning member of society. So yeah. that was the first thing that came to mind when I looked at this, because I was like, well, you know, me being me and not taking a lot of things seriously, I was like, this dude looks like Shrek. But you know, there are a lot of human aspects to this caricature. Uh, that story popped up immediately. It was in the same side of the world as he was. You know, it's it just raised some questions for me, because, you know, maybe these are some beings from Agartha or along the way to Hollow Earth. And, you know, we brought up in another episode, you know, there are a lot of things that the human mind has come up with. How many of those things are actually fictional? You know? Yeah. How many of them are, you know, 100% fake or maybe they used to be real and then became extinct and extinction turned into fiction? and never existed before. So what if these beings or caricatures he drew were actually beings from Agartha or somewhere? Or were these also caricatures of like deformations, like people that had, you know, deformative qualities at a young age that were cast out from society, you know? There's also that possibility. There's a lot to take in. Yeah. I mean, now that we see all these things, I mean, it, it makes it makes you question a lot, and it doesn't help that he is off the record for two years at all and comes back with all this crazy stuff. But I do have a realistic possibility of what happened to him as well. Do tell. And this is like far away from the alien stuff, far away from the Hollow Earth stuff. This is more like what was happening during his time. In, in that era, at least, right? Do you guys know anything about Leonardo da Vinci's love life at all, by chance? Nah. Uh, was he gay? Yes. I thought so. Okay. So he's gay in a century that is... You, you can go to jail and be sentenced to death, yes. And during yeah. that time, yeah. So the reason why I ask is because it kind of ties in with his two-year disappearance in a way. So the first year where, you know, he disappeared... Like I said, it was 1476. That same year in April, which was the last one of the last records of him, he was accused of uh, engaging in sodomy with a male prostitute. And like I said, he didn't fit in with the, the standards of society back then, but within his own artistic community, he was able to actually be o- very open about this. We can see this in his art too, because when he depicted women, they were always clothed and from the waist up, right? But for men, it would be like the full body nude. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, it's reflected in his art as well. But um, the reason why I bring it up, and like I said, he was he was accused and he even spent a night in jail because of this. I mean, they were trying to get witnesses to come forward, anybody that like saw anything. Um, because the reason why he was arrested was because someone gave an anonymous letter and submitted it into like this barrel that people put um, any accusations against people in. So they sent out people to investigate to see if you know this were true because if it were he would be doing some serious prison time and maybe even being sentenced to death so apparently this male prostitute also had like three other people aside from da vinci who were suspected of engaging in sexual activities with him right Mm -hmm. and one of them was from the medici family which kind of works out for da vinci because da vinci worked for the medicis the medicis literally ran the bank and yeah. help with the church. They were a huge family back then, right? Yeah. Huge. <laughs> so um, because of this, you know, they were able to be like, yo, just let them out. There, there aren't any witnesses. There's no need to keep them in jail. But he got accused a second time. Same group of people. And he got out for the same reason. So, I mean, luck was in his favor that time because literally he had the Medici clan backing him. But like I said, this was 1476, the year that he disappeared for two years. So... He had the police at that time, like, hounding him, obviously. So it is possible that he went into hiding for a little bit. Yeah. Just until everything cleared up, you know. I know it's not as exciting as the alien theory and the hollow earth theory, (laughs) but it's a possibility. Yo, I just find it funny that they have all of Leonardo da Vinci's, like, job applications. I just find it funny. The way he... Yeah, the way this guy sold himself was freaking funny. So you're telling me... In the year 1450 fuck, you had to apply for jobs. You had to... And give a cover letter with your resume. Damn, dude. Wow. You know, I thought that (laughs) was like... I'm not kidding. A 20th century thing. Like, I think we just started doing that. No, it's just a practice we keep doing today. Uh, Damn. Nah, we need to cut that shit out. Let's change that shit. (laughs) Marvin and I are on the same page. (laughs) No. Twinning. Twinning. Yo. (laughs) What? So we're just going to abolish what cover letters and resumes anyway so back to you know the theory that da vinci was abducted by aliens oh yeah that okay let's say he got abducted by aliens not not the kind from hollow earth that still have ufos but the kind from outer space right from sirius a or b yeah from wherever wherever in the cosmos the orion terminal a terminal b where are we going whichever one i mean (laughs) Some star system, right? Uh, maybe the same aliens that, you know, Tesla was talking to. Who knows? I don't know. But let's say he got abducted, right? I mean, there's even an adoption story in the Bible. So that's another thing. You know, eh, just kind of putting it together, you know. Um, so we all know who Christopher Columbus is. Yeah. That bastard. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. So Da Vinci was alive during this time period of Christopher Columbus trying to find the quote-unquote new world. And we know on Christopher Columbus's first journey, and we mentioned this in the USO episode, he saw lights above the uh, Bermuda Triangle and he saw lights in the water as well. So it's theorized that he was actually witnessing UFOs. Yeah. There's also many other uh, Renaissance painters that have depictions of what look like UFOs in the sky. Like, for example, there's the painting of Madonna with St. Giovannino. And as you can see, there is a UFO behind Madonna. Mm-hmm. 
Or, you know, what people say is a UFO. Yeah, it could be many things, but I'm with them. I'm with them because, you know, it's fun. Like, what else would be flying in the sky around that time? Yeah. It kind of looks like a cigar-shaped UFO. I'm just saying, you know. There are also other paintings where it looks a lot like a UFO. So there is also the painting, the Annunciation with St. Emidius, where there seems to be a UFO in the sky that is pointing to the Virgin Mary in her room. Like a beam is shooting. It looks like, yeah, out of a cloud, but the way it looks like a like a saucer-shaped craft. Yeah. And this is from the Renaissance. What's cool about it, too, is the orientation that it's, like, painted in. It, it almost looks like a cloud that leads up to the heavens with, like, a ring of arms. Like, people just grab, like, grabbing each other. Oh, yeah, like angels? Yeah. Yeah, or at the same time, if you're not looking at it from that perspective, the orientation of which they're placed, it almost looks as if they're, like, going opposite directions. Like, if they were to be, like, spinning in a way. Yeah. Uh, That's just my perspective of it. It's really neat. That's another perspective, yeah. Yeah. But I I just find it interesting because these paintings are from the Renaissance era at the same time as Da Vinci where, you know, this guy was you know, he disappeared for two years and came back with all this knowledge that he was dropping on people. Like, there, (laughs) I feel like there wasn't anything that he wasn't knowledgeable in. Especially when you go through um, like some of his journals and, and see what he was drawing. And, you know, something that I always want to mention when I'm talking about Leonardo da Vinci is, you know, one of his most famous paintings, which is the painting is called the Salvatore Mundi painting, which is supposedly a depiction of Jesus, right? Holding a orb in his hand that has three dots in it. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Yeah, it's one of his most famous paintings. Yep. And, you know, people always theorize, you know, why is Jesus holding this orb in his hand, which is actually something that you see in Buddhism and Buddhist paintings of Buddha. Also the hand motion that Jesus is making as well. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. And people always theorize, okay, what do the three dots represent? Some people say, oh, it's like, like Orion's belt. Yeah, constellations is like the most common uh, speculation. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it's Orion's belt. And I'll tell you why. I don't either. Yeah, like, I feel like it, it's too obvious. And, and Leonardo da Vinci is someone known for hidden messages. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would put something so obvious there. I think there's much more to it. And there's this mathematician that I know, Marvin, Marvin, you're cool with. I know you follow him, Robert Grant. Yeah. So this guy is all about sacred geometry he's like this brilliant mathematician and he recently tried to decode this specific painting from Leonardo da Vinci and not just this one but he did the last supper too where he was showing you know the sacred geometry in the paintings right and when he did the math with it along with the sacred geometry he realized that the positioning of the dots and everything leads up to 432 spending time looking at this painting it like raises a lot of just like brings a lot to you because one thing I, I know da vinci's famous for one thing with his paintings is like every entity every being looks um very androgynous could be male or female yeah um and i don't know if you want me to address that real quick or what yeah why not yeah go for it Okay, so when uh, Leonardo da Vinci is depicting a man, 
you know it's a man because this person is looking straight forward. If it's a woman, he said all women should be face facing down with like leaning on an angle or some type of angle. That's why the Mona Lisa has her head slightly turned with a slight smile. Hmm. Like all women that he depicted had to be from a certain angle sideways, you know, like a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. Because I've yeah. always been told that the Mona Lisa was depicted as an androgynous person. No one knew whether it was male or female. That's what people say, but in his own journals, that's what he said about women. <laughs> but I, you know, people like to assign their own meaning to things. Yeah. yeah um, of course. You know, some people even said that he saw himself in the Mona Lisa. I've seen people say all sorts of things, but really, the Mona Lisa was a commissioned piece that he spent years working on. I think it was like 16 years or something. He was obsessing with it. So, yeah, that's another thing. You know, the beautiful thing about this painting, too, is, you know, he's we mentioned he's all about like uh, hidden messages or anything mm -hmm. like that. And this is supposed to be a depiction of Jesus holding this crystal ball. When you see a crystal ball, it's supposed to be like an omnipotent type of thing when you think of psychics. And it's got three dots in there signifying like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that Christian, uh, you know, virtue. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways people can look at it in forms of religion or belief. And, you know, you can look at it as constellations, like you mentioned, Orion's belt. Um, the measurements are what I would be like the exact measurements, the distance apart from each one is what would really interest me and what they would equal to using the Pythagorean theorem. Now that we know that um, da Vinci uses a lot of these mirroring techniques and likes to put, um, I guess like you could call it little hints or codes or you know puzzles inside yeah. of his works, it would be very fun to learn or try to find some sort of meaning. Yeah, the three dots equal to 432. And this was recently decoded by the mathematician Robert Grant. So he has uh, multiple postings he did on this and like all the other geometrical shapes he found. But that's the one that led him when he actually did the math of the three dots, four, three, two. Mm. Which, you know, we did in the, in the frequency episode where it's supposedly the, the Fibonacci sequence. And the belt in this painting equals it. Not even the... Eight, yeah. Not even the crystal ball, which immediately captures your attention. But we're focusing on the center of the painting rather than... Or what's near the center of the painting. As That's far one as, of like, it, yeah. It has wow. the number eight, which is also the infinity, which is also a part of the 369 series, which also ties into 432 as well. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into this. And I just want to point out that Da Vinci was also a mathematician. This guy was everything. So it's not surprising if, you know, he did encode 432 or, you know, anything else into this uh, painting or all his paintings, really, because even The Last Supper is one that is up for debate. It's something that you see a lot of people talking about and you know, there's also, like we're talking, we're on this whole thing of, um, you know, encoded messaging in Da Vinci's paintings um, and his sketches. And that brings us back to his, you know, doomsday theory. Yeah. So this woman that worked for the Vatican said that she decoded um, The Last Supper. Her name is Sabrina Galizia. 
sorry if I, I'm butchering your name, um, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> She's a researcher at the Vatican. And according to her, when she analyzed the Last Supper, she found out that the date of the world ending is 4006. So we have a lot of time. We're in the gold, baby! We have a lot of time. We're like halfway through that, right? Yo, let's go! <laughs> I don't know how she honestly came up with that, but I find it interesting that she said that this is somewhere in The Last Supper. I don't know if Da Vinci is agreeing with this from beyond the grave, but maybe we can get a Ouija board and ask him. I don't know. Nah. Triangles, not hearts. Triangles, not hearts, guys. (laughs) Oh, the exact date is March 21st, 4006. We're almost upon the almost anniversary. Yay. Yeah. You say the end anniversary? End anniversary. End anniversary. I did now because of you. Anniversary. Wow. Yo, apocalypse? No. End anniversary. Yes. 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 That sounds so much better. I like that. Hey, yeah. Sounds like less death. Yeah, I know. You hear apocalypse, you're like, oh, God. Kind of sounds like a party, which isn't a good thing. <laughs> There's celebrations of life. And death. I mean, if we're going by this prediction, (laughs) apparently it's just the end of humanity as we know it, but there will be a resurgence of humans because we're like cockroaches. We are the cockroaches. I mean, you know, know, God tried to get rid of us once, so (laughs) we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting, and this goes back to the time traveling thing, right? Uh huh. The Last Supper, painted by Leonardo da Vinci. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with this painting, right? Uh-huh. Someone pointed out that it looks like he's depicting Jesus and his disciples. Like a freeze frame from like a motion picture where like he's seeing it himself because they're all in motion. Like you can see the reactions. You can see like them like... As if he were there. Yeah. Like as if he were there. Yeah. What if he was? <laughs> he was gone for two years, right? Yeah. Shit, he could have went to the past, could have went to the future. So it was all over the place. And then came back. Yeah. Well, in other dimensions, time is literally just a true a thought. Right. Jesus was gone for three days, right? Yeah. Three days and two weeks could be the same thing. Yep. It could be. So, gets you thinking. The concept of time itself is just really fun to play with in your head. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, it is man-made, so that's one thing. But, um... That is as deep uh, into the rabbit hole as I can think of. Yeah, I, I don't have the energy to get a shovel right now either, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I already dug pretty deep. <laughs> we, yeah, we, Yo, we covered a lot of stuff, shit. you know. We've been um, looking for Hollow Earth for three episodes now. Yeah, for He's been digging the whole damn time. I'm getting closer and closer to Hollow Earth. I don't know. I feel, I'm starting to feel like I'm at Camp Green Lake. Camp Green Lake? Oh, God. Really? You know that movie really? Holes, that book Holes? Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah Stanley yeah, yeah. Yelnats. Hey, Yo. I can fix that. <laughs> oh, dude, that <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> no. Yo, throwback. This guy was the smoothest man. I know. Let's end the episode before I cry. <laughs> 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 Get, she, this woman gets embarrassed by everyone, starts crying, grabs her hand, kisses. I can fix that. This dude, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the most the romantic cheese. man. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally oh, like shit. the notebook hole, right? Oh wow! Come on, think notebook. Andriana, where can they find us? No ending thoughts. What? I'm crying from holes. 
<laughs> Yo, all right. Ending thoughts. All right. I, I just want to say, you know, we we <laughs> we've done, we've gone down several rabbit holes in this episode. Will this be the last time that we speak about Hollow Earth? Probably not. Or Da Vinci. You know. Even. Or Da Vinci. Yeah, because there's so much that we could cover in 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 more episodes later especially like with his thought process and other other things and i kind of want to do something on like how other geniuses got their information because that would be a whole episode in itself but i'll give you guys like a little homework if you're actually interested in that just just check out how socrates got most of his ideas and then you'll you'll be mind blown you know just planting that seed socrates socrates yeah how do you spell it socrates s-o-c-r-a-t-e-s Oh, Socrates. Yeah. That yeah, guy. So, Socrates. Yeah. So, man, so, totally Socrates. <laughs> Wait, hold up now. Hold up. Stop right there. <laughs> Put the damn brakes on this. Can you spell Socrates one more time? S O C R A T E S. S O C C E R T E E S. Socrates. Yo, all I'm saying is this country tells me to sound everything the f- and that is not. <laughs> That is not accurate. Okay, that is that is both. Jesus Christ! If this was a spelling bee, I would have so fucked up. <laughs> you would spell like the sport soccer and tees as in t-shirt. Oh, straight up soccer tees. Yeah. I'd have been proud of it oh, too. Damn straight, I won that. I got this. No, shit. Mr. Disorders is oh, wrong. <laughs> so bad. Oh man. So bad. Marv, what are your unique thoughts? We've been down this rabbit hole for like what four episodes and we now. Keep going. <laughs> you know, this, this rabbit's badass though dude like truth it's fun it's a fun rabbit hole fucking bunny foo-foo <laughs> over here no find all these damn rabbit holes we're gonna fall into the fucking hollow earth i feel like we're already there at this point to be honest with you we're just getting deeper in no that's just a sinkhole that's <laughs> just a sinkhole <laughs> sinkhole de mayo uh, oh, oh god this guy oh god this guy oh god <laughs> that was, uh, these aren't really ending thoughts um Dre, thank you for sharing your info on da vinci um i did not know that his last name was not da vinci this whole damn time <laughs> that i got it out of i got out of high school in 20 years now i thought this man's last name was da vinci no it was just saying this man was from vinci what the hell and also i still go with the fact that or the fa- i still think that he got not necessarily abducted maybe he you know had to leave town for a little bit because you know the vatican was you know finding out some stuff about him that <laughs> he didn't want to be out in the world yeah so i don't think he got like uh, abducted you know realistically speaking but it's a great idea though oh what that makes perfect sense actually but I don't, I don't know if that's really what happened. What about you, Ryan? Man, there are so many things that I want to believe. Right. Time travel or the, uh, the adventure and the journey into Agartha. The uh, abduction of aliens. Entering alternate dimensions. All anyone sees is Mona Lisa. <laughs> I know, right? That's so frustrating. All anyone sees is Mona Lisa. <laughs> um, so frustrating. I mean, the submarines. Come on, the helicopters, the now, machine guns, the Now, tanks. I came into this uh, episode not knowing much about Leonardo da Vinci, but the more you look at his 
paintings and caricatures because as we were going along we were uh following along looking at these caricatures these paintings of the measurements and it is astounding it's it's mind-boggling it really is um i'm one of these people that really wants to believe in time travel i'm just now learning about hollow earth there's a lot of evidence that points to that there's a video going around on instagram about some sort of like looking like a an ocean inside of the Gulf of Mexico, I believe it was, Gulf of Mexico. It was a brine pool that literally, like, submarines couldn't penetrate. They were just bouncing off of. So there's a lot of things I want to believe in. And you know what? It's just one of these things. Da Vinci is a a genius as far as, like, art, music, engineering, prodigious, prestigious mind. I just really want to know how his cooking would be. (laughs) I'm fucking with you, obviously. You know, I really want to know if he was a time traveler. That's the biggest thing. I don't know why. (laughs) You know? He might be. He might be. Who knows? So, um, man. You forgot the part about he could have been on those psychedelics, man. He went to that cave and he could have ate some. Yeah, those visions in the cave. I mean, he might have tried to sniff some of that uh, whale fossil dust. The whale fossil dust. (laughs) Yo. Yo, but (laughs) 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 just to add add to that, I just want to say, guys, don't let anyone tell you you have to be one thing because this guy was everything and he was great at all of it. He's a jack of all (laughs) trades and he was awesome at it. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of all. Like, really, this dude was amazing. And that's why he's one of the greatest geniuses to ever live. I mean, come on. Man, it's just incredible. Um, With that being said, though, Marvin, where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram. They can find us on the internet. They can find us on... uh, Shit, what's that shit called? (laughs) Bus Bouts. I fucking oh, love this. I was. They can find us. I was us. fucking playing, dude, and you just went for it. I love it. Yes. Oh my yes. god, Adriana, oh, where can they find us? Yo, Yo you guys yes. can find us oh, on Instagram you, and Twitter at Weirdish TV. No. Free to slide in our DMs. Uh, I butchered the shit out of that. Don't be sorry. Any thoughts or um, <laughs> any stories you want to share? Feel free to DM us. Um, you can send us an email at that some weird at d- gmail.com gmail.com, and you can visit the website if you want to stay anonymous www.weirdish.tv slash contact and we look forward to hearing it and you know with that that's some weird that's some that's some that's marvin that's some weirdish no oh god you know what you know what f being anonymous embrace your weird yeah, embr- that's some weird i'm out we out